Today's podcast brought to you by Jolt. Make progress. Not excuses. Dream big. Get massive results. I am astonished that so many people should care to hear this story over again. Indeed, this lecture has become a study in psychology. It often breaks all rules of oratory, departs from the precepts of rhetoric, and yet remains the most popular lecture in the 44 years of my public life. I have sometimes studied a year upon a lecture and made careful research, and then presented the lecture once, never delivered it again. I put much work on it, but this had no work on it, thrown together at random, spoken offhand without any special preparation, and yet it succeeds where the thing we study, work over, adjust to a plan, is an entire failure. The title of this lecture originated back in 1869. The acres of diamonds which I have mentioned through so many years are to be found right here in your hometown or in the country where you live, and you are to find them. Many have found them, and what man has done, man can do. I could not find anything better to prove this true than by an incident I know of, and which I have told over and over again these many years, and which may be verified in almost any library. When going down the Tigris River, we hired a guide from Baghdad to show us down to the Arabian Gulf. That guide resembled the barbers we find in America. He resembled the barbers in certain mental characteristics. He thought it was his duty to guide us down the river, but... Also, to beguile us with stories, ancient and modern, strange and familiar. But there was one that I would recall and tell you now. He told us that there once lived near the shore of the river Indus an ancient Persian by the name of Al-Hafed. He said that Al-Hafed owned a large farm with orchards, fields, and gardens, that he had money at interest, had a beautiful wife and lovely children, and was a wealthy and contented man wealthy because he was contented. One day there visited this old Persian farmer, one of those ancient Buddhist priests, one of the wise men of the East, who sat down by Al-Hafed's fireside and told the old farmer how this world was made. He told him that it was once a great bank of fog, and that the Almighty caused a movement in this bank of fog, and began slowly to move it in a circle and then to increase the speed until he whirled this bank of fog into a great ball of fire, that as it went rolling through space, burning other banks of fog, and then cooling, it condensed the moisture which fell in floods of rain upon the surface of the world, and cooled the outward crust. Then the internal, molten mass, bursting the cooling crust, threw up the mountains and hills and valleys of this wonderful world of ours. Then, if this molten mass burst forth and cooled quickly, it became granite. If it cooled less quickly, it became copper. If it cooled slowly, it became silver. More slowly, gold. And after gold, diamonds were made. That statement is literally true. The old priest told Al-Hafed that if he had a diamond the size of his thumbnail, he could purchase a dozen farms like his. And if you had a handful of diamonds, you could purchase the county, 
And if you had a mine of diamonds, you could command titles and thrones through the influence of your great wealth. Al-Hafed heard all about the diamonds that night and went to bed a poor man. He wanted a whole mine of diamonds. Early next day, he eagerly besought the priest and asked him where diamonds could be found. Well, said the priest, if you want diamonds, you'll have to find a stream of water that runs over white sands between high mountains. In those white sands, you will always find diamonds. Well, Al-Hafed said, we'll see. And he sold his farm, left his family with relatives, and went off in search of diamonds. He began his search in the mountains of the Mezni. Afterwards, he went into Palestine and then wandered into Europe. He wandered on in a search for diamonds. At last, when his money was gone and he was in rags and wretchedness, he stood on the shore at Barcelona in Spain, where a great tidal wave swept through the pillars of Hercules. And the poor, starving stranger could not resist the temptation to cast himself into the sea and he sank beneath its foaming crest, never to rise in this life again. When the old guide told me this much, he went on to say that the man who purchased Al-Hafed's farm led his camel out to drink one day, and as the animal put his nose into the shallow waters of the brook, the man noticed a flash of light from the white sands of the stream. Reaching down, he pulled out a dark stone containing a strange eye of light. He took it into the house as a curio and, putting it on the mantel, went his way and forgot about it. 